0: You ever have a nickname as a footballer? You got Magic Mike Magnon. Is that yours? I've got the moves of Magic Mike. (laughs) Not quite the abs. What an amazing cup
1: final! You just can't.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final countdown, a podcast looking back at great finals within the game of football. Uh, today is going to be. Oh, sorry, I didn't introduce my co host for the first time Disgusting.
1: ever. Disgusting. <laughs> Just you on your own, is it,
0: mate? I'm excited by the episode. That's what it is. We're doing it slightly different today. It's going to be a final days of the season episode, but a, a prediction, a flash forward. Well, it is the final days of the season, Lou.
1: We are living in the final yeah. days. So let's. I mean, we don't often do this, but we're dating it. It's Tuesday, the 16th of May. Is that what it says? Yeah. Tuesday, the 16th of May, and we have. Three major plot, plot lines. Yeah, of the Premier League in, in England, which we're going to talk about. And we thought we're doing a countdown, uh, we're doing a final countdown podcast. It's a final countdown, we're living in it. We
0: are we are the prophets, and this is Revelation Times. So I hear what you're saying. This is the prediction of it all coming to an end. That's
1: it. In a few weeks' time we'll come back and go, what the frick were we talking
0: about? We knew <laughs> we, nothing. We've definitely yeah, we're definitely gonna age ourselves with some of the poor predictions we're gonna make. <laughs> yeah. um, but I definitely I definitely think this season has been one of the most exciting because every team to a degree has something to play for and so often we get to the end of a season it's like well we know two of the three that are going down we know who's the top four that's already sewn up whereas this year we've got so much that's still ongoing I think it's a really exciting year
1: it is yeah and um, in fairness we'll talk about it in a minute but Arsenal have made it more interesting once Liverpool disappeared from view. Yeah. It was like, oh, who's going to make this interesting? No, and Arsenal agree. did, yeah. in fairness, uh, up until...
0: Hey, they yeah. still could do it. They still well, could do it, had they? Oh, yeah. It's still mathematically I'm there. I'm pretty good at maths, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: not going to do it. Slows <laughs> so Peppers, it turns out. He knows
0: exactly what he's doing. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we've, we've got these three, four areas. So we have the Premier League title, which we won't spend loads of time on. No. But obviously, we, we're you know, we're kind of it's not one yet, so we can talk about it. The race for fourth, which is really it's heating up yeah. it's heating up thanks to Liverpool's uh, surprise run they then- preheated the oven That's they're it.
0: aware of what's going in and they've just set the oven to warm up 180 <laughs> fan assisted thank you very much fan
1: assisted <laughs> uh,
0: and then we have the race for the European places no one gives a
1: shit about unless you get
0: there <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as Europa Conference League <laughs> But I will tell you one man, and we will touch on this one man who is absolutely ecstatic at the idea of being in the Europa League: Unai Emery at Aston Villa. Fair the man yeah, has calibre.
1: Yeah, fair play. We'll we'll, we'll touch on Villa because that's been an interesting. It's one of those seasons actually where we should do a little feature. Maybe I'll, I'll introduce this because we sure. are doing this on the fly. Where can you believe? is this is the season when that happens? Oh, that's
0: good because it's nuts good. the amount yeah. of things we we're like how hey, was that this season ralph hassenhutel was manager of southampton this season <laughs> that feels that feels like an age ago it does Cristiano ronaldo left United this season this season that is crazy yeah. yeah i totally that feels like ancient history now because yeah. he's he's gone from the consciousness of human life totally now. he doesn't exist because he plays where he plays that's it yeah, yeah. steven, steven Gerrard
1: and frank lampard were you know, sparring as top-level managers. That's true.
0: Yeah, poor Stevie G. I hope he's not too sad, but he did do a terrible job, really, at Villa in the, in the well, second season.
1: Well, yeah, unfortunately, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? And Emery's come in and shown that, actually, that team was all
0: right. I don't know if you have a structure about this, but I no. feel you uh, and Emery, has got to be in the running for manager of the season. Oh,
1: yeah, we'll do that, too. Yeah, do. yeah, that's good. He's so, so yeah, Sorry, we'll go back, because otherwise it'll just flail off into you talking about stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, European Conference rubbish and then we'll talk about the the biggest battle really which is the relegation run-in which is absolutely brilliant um up until a few weeks ago there was like eight teams involved yeah
0: it's the tightest i can think in years
1: um so obviously that's whittled down probably now to i mean four teams for the remaining two places really realistically um so we'll talk about that and then i think we should talk about manager of the year
0: I, I definitely, Yeah, I definitely think that's more of the niche but also interesting discussion, mm. which is where I live. I live down niche bungalow boulevard. Niche but interesting. <laughs> yeah, niche but interesting. Yeah, I thought I saw that
1: on your grinder profile.
0: <laughs> Lewis Smith, niche but interesting. <laughs> Much like this podcast is fun and educational. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So with that, we
1: shall begin uh, with the title race. Well, football ingenious, nothing less.
0: We're watching a... a- an alien player this game of ours, the likes of which we've never seen before. I know what you're saying, Man City era, this unstoppable juggernaut, but I just want to double down on what you said at the start of the podcast, which is, thank God for Arsenal this year. Yeah. Because I do think, to a degree, they're ahead of schedule. Like, they had no right to challenge for the title this year. They've obviously been building, but it is a leap from where they were last year to where they are this year. Yeah. But, again, and I say this bitterly, and self-knowingly as a Liverpool fan, sometimes you do want the credit for running the unstoppable juggernaut close, which Liverpool have obviously done like three times without winning the league now, where we've been within 1.2 points, three points of this unstoppable, just apocalypse that is Man City and Pep. Yeah, and
1: I think the difference, the main difference between the comparison you just made there, where Liverpool and City just went like... Toe to toe. Yeah, and they did go toe to toe, and it was so close. Whereas... There's a there's a really hovering grey cloud over Arsenal's attempt. Yeah, that they choked. Yeah, and, and it's, I mean that might not be the right word, but that is how it feels because they were leading by eight points a month and a half ago.
0: Which I remember Liverpool being in a very similar situation, and then obviously we had Chris Stamble where Crystal Palace did us over and we slipped, or Gerard slipped. you call it, Chris it? Stamble, Yeah, <laughs> and then Gerard slipped against Chelsea before that, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and we had a really similar lead. But I, I do think that with Arsenal, I, I know what you're saying, and it is it is easy to say, are oh, they choked? And to like stick the old, at the end of Arsene Wenger's reign, that kind of mentality on them, they're really mm. fragile. One, I think this is a massively different team, with a different ethos yeah, I under agree with that. Yeah, Arteta. Yeah, yeah. But really, I do think this whole title challenge comes down to three, was it three draws in a row they had last month, where Arsenal yeah, but, just couldn't
1: get the win? But games where they... We're lucky to get draws. Yeah, they?
0: they they are a team that look like they're playing on fumes really at the moment. They do seem like they're just knackered because yeah, yeah. other than Trossard and I know they brought on Jorginho who hasn't played as much as I think people thought. They haven't re- they didn't strengthen in January particularly because and they maybe, didn't want to and disrupt things. Maybe that's things. the
1: difference, mate. Maybe that's the difference is that you know maybe that's what Arteta will c- take away from this is that City. Are a juggernaut because of the sh- the depth that they have. Yeah, like you know, let's take Jack off or let's send Phil on. Like yeah. it's ridiculous what yeah. they have. That's essentially as good, if not a better player on the day.
0: Yeah, even Haaland, who quite rightly is getting all the plaudits, he's an absolute machine. But they bench him, and then they've got World Cup winning Julian Alvarez, who just comes back off the yeah. off the bench, who scored like twenty goals this season. Like they don't really have much of a downgrade. Whereas, no whereas
1: Arsenal they got a few injuries and they Yeah, Eddie Nketiah
0: did well when he got his opportunity but he isn't Gabriel Jesus. Like they, they yeah. it's just a yeah. they have a full fat version, they have the diet version at Arsenal whereas it's just a pure sugar rush from Man City.
1: Do you think in his honest quiet moments he never said this publicly? But do you think Arteta will think we threw it away? They lost two of the last four.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think you can look at it any other way. Because like you said, they they did the hard work. They didn't slip under the radar, because we've been talking about them all season, but there was that sense of like, man, they've really done something special here when they were eight points clear. Yeah. And they've really overachieved. And I think at that point, because I heard somebody phrase it really well the other day, where in the Bundesliga, uh, Dortmund and Bayern Munich are still within a point of each other. So it is going down to the wire, which is quite refreshing for the German league. And somebody was saying that the uh, Dortmund manager, Terzic, basically said, we don't need to beat um, Bayern Munich over 38 games now. We need to beat them over five. That's it. And so, I guess Arteta has a similar thing where they're eight points clear. There's about six games, seven games left of the season. You just think, we don't need to compete with Man City for another season now. We've got the lead. We just need to compete with them for seven games. And they they haven't.
1: No, and I'm sure he'll know why he thinks that happened. And you probably will never know that because he's not going to expose that kind of thing. But, I mean... They'll need to buy, I would think, to go because yeah, they'll again they'll they want to run deep into the Champions League next year. Yeah. Something they've not really done in a long while. Which we're talking about off pod, as you like to say, that Champions League brings a whole new strain to a squad. Yeah, that it hasn't that previously isn't had for it or doesn't
0: have that history of competing yeah. on multiple fronts. Because it's
1: worth saying, you know, City have been making their way through the Champions League two leg knockout games mm-hmm. in in the midst of, of Arsenal choking.
0: Well, since since the turn of the year, they are just unstoppable. It is just that they have the big Mo, and we know we Indeed. know she's fickle, and she's Indeed. left Arsenal, and she's gone, and she's dancing with Man City. Once she now. goes,
1: mate, you can't stop. You her.
0: You can't stop her. That's the problem. Once she hits the dance floor, she's a juggernaut. <laughs> but um,
1: many a night. <laughs>
0: <they>? <laughs> oh, sorry, I just have flashbacks into my <laughs> early youth. Uh, what we're talking about football? Um, yeah, I just think. I don't, do you think Arsenal can do it next year? Do you think they will compete? For the start I don't. Next year? I,
1: I don't know if it's going to be one of those situations where it was like this was their moment. That's how a I A bit feel. like Liverpool. Yeah. Um, with that, the you know the Suarez Sturridge era. Sturridge team. Obviously, it was R- another Rogers. team altogether that actually won the league. Yeah. A few years later, but you did feel like ah, oh, that was their moment. Yeah. That Was the chance?
0: That's that's how I feel because you're not going to get another season where. Chelsea are terrible, right. Liverpool are terrible, yeah. Spurs are off colour, Man United are inconsistent. This is the one where it's like you've basically got a clear runway. Like it's just one team. Well it's a little bit of, instead of like when five. Leicester won the league. Yeah. They yeah, took exactly. their chance. Yeah, really similar. They, they really took their similar. chance.
1: They only had Spurs really to come up against and everyone else went missing yeah. for the year.
0: And then and Leicester suffered from what we've just spoken about. They got in the Champions League yeah. and the next season they really suffered because they didn't have a squad depth that was used to competing on multiple fronts. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Because as yeah. much as Arsenal still had European football in the Europa League, but... They've never taken it serious, seriously, 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 well, So you don't have to do. So not, they send, yeah, yeah, they send out a lot of their kids or players that aren't getting a lot of minutes. Yeah. So
1: I, I mean, maybe if they weren't in the league, they might have taken it more seriously. It's funny though, we've yeah, said yeah. a joke like those European competitions suddenly become really important, like when you got nothing else. Yeah, so. David Moyes is talking about the Europa
0: Conference League. Like and Mourinho, Mourinho, like, yeah, takes yeah. his trouble because he won the Europa League. <laughs> <It's just laughs> he like, loves it though. Yeah, he yeah. does love it. Um,
1: <laughs> right. So uh, this is a prediction podcast, <laughs> and sure. we need to put our uh, hearts on our sleeve. And this one is not particularly difficult. So I think we're both saying City are going to win the league probably this weekend.
0: Oh, see that? No, I still think it will carry on. Do you? Yeah, I do. They've got to win one game. Not if Arsenal win as well. Oh, no, we are that close, aren't we? We are that close. I thought there were three three games left, but no, you're right. Um, City win on Sunday. Yeah, you're right. They win the league. Yeah. I mean... There's no, there isn't any stopping Man, uh, Man City. They'll get this out of the way so that they, yeah, they've got Real Madrid, and then it will just be right, all right. Let's just dispatch. And again, Pep will probably go, yeah, we'll we'll rest the first team, and he'll bring in like Riyad Mahrez, Julian Alvarez, and just be like, okay, Carl Walker, we'll get you off the bench of it, <laughs> fifty million pound Carl Walker, just casually. So yeah, I think if we're predicting, I know it's boring to agree, but I don't think you can look at the form of Man City and think anything other than they have big Mo now. She's they with do. them, and they, he's yeah. Pep's gonna win the league again.
1: So I I think they'll win it. It's Chelsea they've got on Sunday. So I think they'll win it against Chelsea on yeah. Sunday.
0: Chelsea fan, you'd be livid because they've given up already. They're not even playing for dignity. Right, it's just like it? I love season.
1: him. I love him. I love him. Even as an Everton fan, I love him. But they gave up when they when they I hired Lampard. Frank Lampard. Yeah.
0: they did. They might as well chuck the towel in. Yeah, a guy f- a guy with no credentials. If his name was. Anything other than Frank Lampard, an, he wouldn't even be a sniff around. The... They
1: wanted a guy that wouldn't put a stamp on it. So when the mm. new guy came in, he wouldn't. Yeah, do
0: you know what I mean? It's it,
1: yeah, it's a bit of a sad appointment, really. They
0: basically they went to the buffet of ice cream and they've got honeycomb and they've got mint choc chip and they they went with vanilla. That's what they went. Vanilla they had, Frank. They had please. everything off on offer and they went. I'll have uh, two scoops of uh, vanilla ice cream, please. <laughs> otherwise known as Frank Lampard. Yeah, things, anything we'd be talking about,
1: right? So that is prediction number one. Man City will win the league. We're both agreeing on. Sunday against Chelsea right two things that are far more contentious to talk okay. about being that you're a Liverpool fan and Liverpool are in the midst of this one
0: seven games unbeaten or seven game winning streak, sorry I should say not unbeaten winning streak
1: so we've got the race for the top 4 which obviously city and arsenal are assured uh, but then we've got Newcastle on 66 points and united on 66 points and liverpool on 65 points newcastle and man united have a game in hand on liverpool it is close
0: it is close and it doesn't have a right to be because one Liverpool have been terrible this year we have been shambolic at times mm. it's so difficult I hate saying this but it's just too little too late for Liverpool you think I think if we had two more games if there was four games left of the season instead of two well there is, there's two for Liverpool I think three for the others Yeah. if there were four games left I would back us again because of momentum because of the form we're in even though Man United and Newcastle a little bit but Man United especially have been really inconsistent I, it's just too little too late I do think the two games so, aren't enough,
1: but I mean, it might, who the two games are? I think interesting. Like, so Liverpool's two games are Villa and Southampton. Southampton already down.
0: Yeah, Southampton should be an easy one They've been shambled. I think let's, Villa's tough let's, though.
1: Let's propose that Liverpool win both of those. Okay, but it's Villa at home.
0: Yeah, our home record is amazing, but Villa are also really fighting for something. I don't. I don't think it's.
1: Villa have lost two of the last three let's just propose let's play sure, let's sure, play sure. with your emotions <laughs> so Liverpool win those two games so that gets them 71 points mm-hmm. that's five points clear of Newcastle and Man United. Newcastle have got Brighton very tricky on Thursday Leicester not as tricky no and Chelsea
0: which, only because Newcastle don't have the experience of being in these pressure environments, yeah. you do think, like... That's a Chelsea have
1: to, a way to Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, like I've just said a minute ago, have been shambolic and they're not really playing with anything close to desire. But, you think, well, if they have got Potch, who seems to be all but confirmed, yeah. are they going to be trying to impress for the next season, trying to earn a place and be like, hey, Mauricio, I can still do a job. <laughs> um, I so, don't know. Just like, so, that might be
1: tricky. If Newcastle lose to Brighton, and beat Leicester, they would go to the last game of the season with 69 points. So they'd have to beat Chelsea, assuming yeah. Liverpool win both. Assuming
0: we win both, which is a big assumption. But to be honest, I focus so much on Man United that I hadn't actually thought that Newcastle might be the ones to drop out. Who do you think is more likely to choke of the three? <laughs> this is the worst answer in the world. I think Newcastle are likely to choke, but Man United are so inconsistent. It's just mm. like they're fundamentally not in a great place whereas Newcastle are just they do lack that experience yeah that's interesting whereas Man United's games are Bournemouth which again should be a relatively easy or at least their favourites for Yeah, I tell you what Chelsea could be the kingmakers here they could be
1: couldn't they because yeah they got Chelsea at Old Trafford Trafford and Mm -hmm. Fulham at Old Trafford Bournemouth away
0: which Fulham don't have anything to play for like they've been good this season but you would think last game of the season they're probably not gonna be that bothered won their last two though Fulham yeah yeah but if, Manu- if you basically are Eric-, Eric Ten Hag, and you're saying to the Man United no, guys, we need to go to Fulham and get something. <laughs> <laughs> just just dropping in the little hint there. we got to go to Fulham and get something.
1: But I'll tell you, you can tell him now, if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly... I will love it if we beat them. Love
0: it. That you would back them to do that, and I think Man United have enough quality to see that over. Now that we've looked at it in depth, yeah, it's Newcastle that I'm actually well, putting a target on the back of.
1: United will beat Bournemouth. That puts them at sixty nine, and then so then
0: realistically they need two two points. Two points. So either a draw. Yeah, mind I, you,
1: Liverpool got much better goal difference than than United, so maybe not, mate. It's gonna be tight. It is tight. This is a tough one to predict. So, are you gonna go with heart here, <laughs> or are you gonna go with
0: head? You predict first, because I might be swayed by going for a different answer to keep things interesting. Okay, what I, are you
1: saying? I think, I think it's gonna be Liverpool and Man United. Oh, I do. I think Man United are gonna finish third. I think Newcastle are gonna choke. I really do. I don't want them to, because I quite like Eddie Howe. But yeah, I just think that chelsea away is the is the worst game of the three last day games. Yeah, agreed. And I think if all three of them go there with all three possibilities, I think Newcastle could have the most trouble.
0: So I'm I'm going with my head, not my heart. I'm going to say that Newcastle United qualify because I think even if they stutter it will be enough to get them over the line. Let's because again, if Newcastle draw a couple, yeah. they're still gonna have just about enough. Because again, you're still relying on okay, Liverpool's form has been brilliant, but there's been a couple of one nils in there, a couple that we've struck like we're playing much, much better and we do seem reinvigorated. Yeah, yeah. But let's not forget that even one of our amazing wins in that run has been against Tottenham. And our defending was abysmal against Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. So we only got through that win with the skin of our teeth. Luckily, we played Leicester last night and they... They yeah, rolled over, they've just gone, they? Yeah, I mean, gone with the they? They
1: were good last night in Venice, but yeah. it was Leicester. Yeah. So um,
0: I'm, I'm going to, just to disagree, keep this interesting. And also, okay. I, d- I do actually believe it. I do think Newcastle United will just get there. If there were two more games in this season, I genuinely believe Liverpool would have it. But I think it's just too little too late.
1: All right. yeah. Okay, well, there are predictions. We haven't decided on a prize here
0: no although I'm going to throw another prediction me and you made about a month ago oh, yeah. or maybe three weeks ago that you've forgotten about just to remind you when Man City drew Real Madrid in the semi-finals yeah. you said well there's no stopping Man City now they're clearly going to go and win this even against Real Madrid yeah. uh, and you said that one of us would have to publicly apologise Because I backed Real Madrid saying, (laughs) even though Man City are a better team, Real Madrid, just find a way to win. And it's wonderfully poised. So listeners, when this comes out, you will probably already know. Next week's
1: podcast will begin with a public apology. apology. (laughs) That should be the week after.
0: We should tweet out on the account as well, Final (laughs) Count Pods, (laughs) the the notes things that all the footballers do when they've been given away a penalty. That's good, yeah.
1: Right, okay. So that is the top four. Um, Let's assume that those third, fourth and fifth won't have any impact on who finishes sixth and seventh. So we've got Europa League fifth. So that'll be whoever doesn't make it of what yep. we just talked about. And then we have Europa League sixth because of the way the cup has been yep. uh, won. And then and the same with seventh. Seventh is Europa Conference. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we have Europa League, which is it's become a little bit more important because they've introduced a lesser important. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: It. But also, I, I, it's very. Um, I don't know what the phrase is. It's really superior I think sometimes to look down on these things because ultimately for, for a team like Brighton a team to a degree of Villa because it, they yeah, have I amazing that, yeah. history in Europe but obviously that is the distant past nowadays Brentford aren't necessarily in it now but they are probably next season going to be targeting the Conference League as a, yeah. as a really successful thing like you do okay for Tottenham and Liverpool it would be an inconvenience right, we'd I, think that's, in I was going to say yeah. that
1: so what it is it's brilliant when it catches those teams that yeah. haven't quite made it to the, to the heights of you know european champions league yeah. all the rest of it but when it's a giant that's fallen
0: yeah it's it almost yeah you're right it's almost it's funny it's almost like a public recognition of oh you're no yeah, yeah you're how oh, you league thursday nights yeah yeah <laughs> channel 5 is it <laughs> back in the day <laughs> yeah no it's it's exactly that it's a really good point thursday nights channel 5 thursday nights channel
1: 5 thursday nights
0: channel but stand their back they're back they're back all right next time Jim. decorum decorum again football football uh, brief thoughts on the match ahead but i think for brighton to have any form of european brighton's um, a great story yeah, yeah it, great I, story. I don't is there anyone other than crystal palace fans is there anyone that doesn't like brighton what a great story what a great manager what a great neutral football they play some Absolutely. of the best football in the league i just i don't I know
1: i mean to be you know they're, they're not miles behind the battle for fourth we just talked about I mean, Which is
0: crazy to say. It yeah. is crazy to say that,
1: especially because they lost Graham Potter this season as well. I mean, math. I'm just looking at it. They've only played 34 games. Mathematically, they actually can get. They can actually they can contend.
0: Have we missed something here? No, they can't get Champions League. 61, can they? they can 64, get 64,
1: 67, 70. They can get. They can get 70 points.
0: So if the rest of us lose the rest of the games, that's why. That's why it's not so. Likely. If United, and
1: Newcastle, and only Liverpool take three points from the last three games.
0: If we all draw our remaining games <laughs> and Brighton win every game, <laughs> should
1: have been a bit more out right there. Yeah, we should have done. Apologise to any Brighton fans because we've dismissed. We've you written from you that off, Race yeah. for top four. No, I didn't realise they had so many games in hand. So um, yeah, but I'm, I still wouldn't say they'll make it because no, I don't think that will happen. And also they've got and they got to play City. I think they've got to play City, um, which isn't going to happen. No, no, uh, exactly for them. But I do think they. I do think they'll finish sixth.
0: Although one of their, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at their fixtures. One of their games is Newcastle, so they could Brighton could take the points off of Newcastle. True. And then all of a sudden, what? Just what if all those Brighton and they've fans?
1: They've got Southampton, but then they've got Man City at home. Yeah, ain't gonna happen, is it? Mind you, Man City won the league by then, and they might be
0: preparing for a Champions League Play, final, playing their kids. I tell you what, <laughs> to all the Brighton fans that are listening, dare to dream. <laughs> passion for the game is passion for the game the pebbled beaches of Brighton and Hove will be lined with the faithful (laughs) fans of the the Amex stadium
1: that would be incredible if they made it it would be amazing what are you saying then Louis Europa League and Europa Conference League are you saying because there's some mentions here we mentioned Villa. We mentioned yeah. Emery. What a great job he's done!
0: And also the fact that he just loves winning Europa League. Obviously, with Seville, have yeah. the weird fetish for that uh, Europa League competition. But I, part of me wants Villa to get it because I think they thoroughly deserve it. Villa or Brighton, because yeah. Spurs. And I, I don't particularly have any bad will um, towards Spurs. I actually quite like them growing up. Yeah, but I they don't. Des- they've been as bad as Liverpool this season, so they don't deserve anything. Which. Um, I can overlook that because I'm a Liverpool fan, and yeah. of course I want it. But like objectively, I look at Liverpool and Spurs, and I go for the for the money and the quality you have. You don't deserve any kind of recognition. So I'd happy happy for them to join Chelsea and just be mid table me- mediocrity this season. Um, yeah. But I think obviously whoever doesn't qualify will get one in the Europa League. So I th- I think Brighton will do it because again they've got the feel good factor around the moment. So I think they'll take Europa League. And then I think Villa will take I think Villa will, Conference yeah, League. I, yeah. do, I do think. Well, Spurs
1: that, have lost three of the last five.
0: And there's and there's nothing to to pin their hat on. Like Chelsea have Poch coming in, they might want to try and fight for their places next season and avoid yeah. the inevitable cut that's going to have to happen there. Whereas Spurs are still dilly dallying on their manager. There's there is literally you have got Ryan Mason just oh, doing a Frank yeah. Lampard junior yeah. job, where yeah. he's essentially just trying to hold this sinking ship together with yeah. rope and dental floss. But... It's not pretty to watch, is No. It? No. So, yeah, I, I do think that Villa have, have got it in them. Um, it okay. is amazing. Most I feel like most of this pod, all I've spoken about is feel-good factor and momentum. But when you get to the end of the season, sometimes you don't have anything else to, to look at. It is just totally, who's yeah. riding the wave at this I moment. that's why well, it's
1: interesting, haven't we've got... In front of us, we've got, like, who is... How their last five games have gone. And it's really interesting to see, like... You know, Spurs' last five games have been really bad. They've won one of the last five. Yeah. So... They should already have Europa League sewn up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there's an element where they've thrown that away a little bit. And
0: and again, referencing what you said earlier of the, can you believe this is the season when? Antonio Conte started the season amazingly well. The only reason that Spurs are still in contention, they're not doing a Chelsea, is that at the start of the season, Conte was still grinding out results. The first five to seven games, they they were getting a lot of wins, even if it was very ugly. But yeah, Conte was in charge then. And since then, it's just, it's obviously all gone to hell in the hand cart. Yeah, it
1: has. Well, Harry Kane will be at United next year. So there we go. heard it here first. Prediction. Oh, that's good. Are we
0: just going to turn this into a prediction? It's pod? a prediction. Pod. And at the end of the um, at the end of the season, we'll just, just have a random tally. predictions, yeah. yeah,
1: I like it. Right. Okay. We move on from that. I'm going to say Brighton and Villa. You're saying
0: I'm saying Brighton and Villa, Brighton which and I know Brighton. is boring, but I'm with you.
1: No, that's fine. Right. So we move to the big battle. Really, the big battle. And
0: you have stakes. You oh, have, have wagyu stakes <laughs> in this. <laughs> you have ribeye steaks really at the bottom do. of this relegation. So minute. I am
1: a I am a I am a long-standing. Uh, since childhood Everton fan long suffering Mm. Um, and I I gotta be honest and and there'll be die hard Everton fans that might kill me for this but there is a very distinct part of me that wonders if going down would be better
0: I agree from a uh, culture rebuilding that kind of point of view it's just financially whether that is feasible yeah I don't know
1: I don't know much about that side of it I just think we're stuck we're stuck in a loop yeah and this will just happen again and again mm-hmm. and again. And I don't see what changes it.
0: No, well, no. Like, what is crazy is that you are still in the top 11 teams with the amount of transfer money you've spent over the last yeah, five well, seasons. Uh, in, in in the world, that's not the Premier League. That is the world you've spent, you're in the top 11. Yeah. Which is just astonishing that you found yourself in this position. But it also
1: um, goes to show this whole thing of just because you've got money doesn't mean you make it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's you've very got to true. have a manager that knows what they're doing with that money. Yeah. Um, and bless old Big Frankie didn't
0: no it's just a warning sign to every club really isn't it it's unfortunately almost like this is how not to run a football club yeah it is which It is, is, which is a shame and, and even as a Liverpool fan as funny as it would be to see Everton go down I don't want that one because I still want the derby days against you next season but two because part of the joy is having a city like Liverpool having these two big teams in it and a team with such history like Everton yeah. you don't really want to see them go down like Leeds have been in the championship within recent memory Leicester still within recent memory, but they haven't deserved to, to, well, to be in the league this so year. So
1: let's introduce it, let's frame it for those that maybe are not familiar or not looking at it. So you've got Forest, 34 points, Everton, 32 points, Leeds, 31 points, Leicester, 30, and Southampton already down. So three go down. So at the moment, Leeds and Leicester are joining Southampton with two games. This is a lot more clear-cut. Everybody's got two games left. Interestingly, everybody's got an away and a home game left. I just noticed that looking at the quick glance thing we've got so perfectly
0: balanced as all things should be mate (laughs) in the words of (laughs) Thanos perfectly balanced as all things should be
1: Forest have got Arsenal and Leicester have got Newcastle other than that it is a lot of mid-table teams mediocrity it is isn't it it's like hey
0: battle against the mid-table teams that aren't really playing for anything and who can get the results so I'm not Big Sam's biggest fan but I do think he seems to have done... He's had some impetus there. Like, they only just lost to Man City 2-1. They, Is it too little too late, though? No, I, I think Leeds, out of all of them, might be able to do it, because I look at Forrest, who are, points-wise, obviously, they have a big advantage, three-point lead over yeah. Leeds, but they have Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Um, And I don't favour... I know Nottingham Forest are fighting for everything. I don't see them beating Arsenal, um, even with Arsenal's kind of spotty form recently and with the pressure that's on them but I still think Arsenal have got enough there
1: well Arsenal will it's interesting as well Arsenal will play Forest before City play Chelsea so they will ah, interesting. they will yeah, still have the motivation the of we want to win this because yeah, you never know
0: yeah so I, I actually think even though Forest have the points and I want Forest to stay up I just I love having Forest back in the Prem it's yeah, great yeah. I do worry for them with Arsenal and then Crystal Palace because Roy the boy has got Palace firing again he has um, Everton like Wolves haven't been brilliant Bournemouth haven't been brilliant but Everton just haven't had anything to show for it really other than your absolutely crazy 5-1 result against Brighton that was crazy
1: that is and away and we're terrible away from home.
0: People wonder if there's a God. And you think the amount of Everton fans that have been praying, that's that's what you get. That's the one result you get from on high. Yeah, Where it's like, okay, I'll just give you a 5-1 lightning bolt out of nowhere. Yeah, um, But I just can't see anything from, from Everton. And Leeds, I do think that Sam's had enough of an effect. They are like just about, was it two all against Newcastle? Um, yeah, I they mean, had. two
1: games that, I mean, he must have been thinking against Man City and then Newcastle. I'll probably take a point.
0: Yeah. And he's he's got it. And he's got it. I just like West Ham and Tottenham. I, I I'm really going to go with Southampton, really Leicester, pull, isn't it? Everton. I think Leeds and Forest all get out.
1: I just noticed there as well. Forest are the only team that's got to play away on the last day of the season.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: And they play Arsenal at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they are in front. They're three points clear of I Leeds. Say, they they just need, need a shock
0: draw. Really, probably is going to be enough to save them. Yeah, yeah. Just, they pretty- just need the one point, which.
1: So I think I agree. Leicester are gone. I, I can't see they need to win both, and they're not going to win either. Probably.
0: Uh, they just need putting out of their misery. Yeah. The only upside, I have, I loved the Leicester story when they won the Premier League. I think I was with everyone. What an achievement! Amazing. Yeah. I I like Leicester as a club, but. From a very, very, very petty point of view, seeing Johnny Evans get taken off at 85 minutes <laughs> last night after being shambolic was so satisfying. And I think, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst in the world for Johnny Evans to get relegated. So that's my incredibly biased, I'm sorry to all the Man United fans.
1: So you're saying Leeds and Leicester?
0: I'm saying, no, I'm saying Leicester and Everton are going down. Okay. I think Forrest and Leeds have got enough to stay up.
1: Okay, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to say Leicester and Everton are going down. I don't want that Same to happen. Same with me. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So oh, I thought you said less than Leeds, sorry. Mate.
0: No, no, we are agreeing that I think... Everton I don't, I don't want South. it
1: to happen, but I feel it may... Cause I think I think Leeds might get a result against West Ham and that is going to put the cat amongst the pigeons yeah. at Goodison. Yeah, I agree. Who knows? So there we go. That's our predictions. Largely similar. Um, yeah. But then we have one more uh, category, which is Manager of the Year. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? is, yes, you know. Oh, I
0: think... Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. I'm gonna say, and I don't know why. Do you want to put four the nominations, mate? Sure. Well, because of the season that we've had, you could make an argument for I think five or six. But we'll try and we'll try and keep it as a relatively short list. Yep. I think, as boring as it is, you probably do have to put Pep in as boring as it is because yep. they've just been amazing well, if and they win the treble how can yeah, you not exactly so Pep's got to be a nomination Arteta I think has to be a nomination yeah, Eddie Howe has to be a nomination yep. uh Roberto De Zerbi for Brighton and then Unai Emery I think like Thomas Frank's done a great job at Brentford but you almost kind of expect that which is a testament to how good he's been yeah but I think those are the five you're looking at Unai Emery who obviously has been in the job the shortest amount of time so maybe that goes against him but his turnaround has been nothing but remarkable for villa. Yeah. They were sitting where like west ham are at the moment, 15th 16th place when he took over. He's done absolute wonders with them uh, to the point they might get in europe which yeah, what an amazing turnaround in a short amount of time. So, yeah. Unai Emery's there. Roberto De Zerbi is playing some of the best football people wondered after potter where do you go? He is he's yeah, done yeah. wonders at brighton yeah. and De Zerbi's kicked them onto another level again. So yeah, just absolutely astounding. Uh, and then Eddie Howe's been brilliant, and he's done it in inverted commas the right way. He hasn't, he didn't spend loads of money in January no. when he had the opportunity. He's built a really good team. Arteta is ahead of schedule, in my opinion. He's done brilliantly at Arsenal. And then Pep, I my Who person, are you picking, mate? Come on, I'm gonna say as a last minute swerve. I was gonna say Unai Emery. I'm swerving to Roberto De Zerbi. Really, I, I do. I think Brighton's overachievement for their finances, the size of the club, and not just like following a legacy that Potter left. There would be a lot of managers that yeah. would struggle, and yet without missing a beat, he he's been fantastic. And the football they play, I love when Brighton are on TV. I'm like yeah. brilliant. I'm going to be entertained for ninety minutes now. Uh, and him, yeah, just, I enjoy watching them yeah.
1: get stuffed five one by haven't mate.
0: <laughs> well, you've got to take your memories where you can, mate. That's what this season will be remembered for, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Roberto De for manager of the season. How about you, mate? I'm going to go
1: with Arteta. Oh, good. I, I agree with Brighton. I just think Arsenal have accumulated nearly 30 more points. Mm. And I just think if they had drawn with Brighton points-wise, you would have gone fair play. Yeah, sure. I just think yeah. what he's done, barring the last month, I think has been... Impressive,
0: yeah. Uh, nobody at the start of the season was like Arsenal Not the challenge a for, the, for uh, the title. Nobody yeah, thought no. that was going to happen. So, yeah, it has been amazing. But I just can't take him seriously after, after he drew the the heart holding hands with the head on the on the <laughs> board in the all or nothing. I can't get <laughs> yeah, past I mean, that.
1: I mean, yeah, that, that's a freaking weird. Series. But I
0: don't, I don't know what it because the players seem to respond to that, and you just think, is he, is he just a like He's a, got a off camera teacher? wind up. But no, is he just? Lads, a I'm going to draw teacher? this. Go with it. But Kiyosako's there. He's just done his colouring in. He's looking up <laughs> and he just goes, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'm going to hold hands, my hand and my heart, or my heart and head. But yeah, so I'm going to Zerbe. You'll go Mikel Arteta. There we go. So those are our predictions. That is our prediction podcast. Louis. Louie. The purest form of the final days podcast that we've ever done. So we are going to do a kind of review podcast Uh, Predictions, I guess, at the end of the season. A review of our predictions. To see how well we've predicted the final days. Uh, And we've got some excellent episodes uh, leading up to when we are going to cover the Women's World Cup as well. So we've got some great finals leading up to that. um, That's obviously happening in the next couple of months. Um, So join us then and uh, send us your predictions.